you know a life hack? A simple shortcut for an everyday problem or task. Perhaps it's using soap and water to remove a stuck ring from your hand, or using a fork to dunk your Oreos instead of your fingers. I'm Joseph Williams, an intern here at West Valley Christian Church, where we exist to love God and love people. While we may come up with hacks for smaller problems, only the Bible is the ultimate life hack for life's biggest problems. to jump right into our message tonight. And if you have your Bibles with you, I, I want you to open up to Matthew chapter six. And if you need a Bible, raise your hand. These fine gentlemen are going to be making their way down. We believe this is the word of God. Amen. Um, so we've got uh, this sermon that Jesus has, is preaching, and it's a sermon on the mount. And, and we've been just looking at a portion of this sermon but um, we're going to take a look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. And it reads like this. Therefore, I tell you, do not... <laughs> These guys got it. You guys, let's all do this together. All right. Therefore, I tell you, do not, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food? Our teenage boys in the room are saying, nope, pretty much it's all about food. Um, and the body and more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father, he takes care of them. He feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And I want to come right out the gate here tonight and, and say that this is the question of the night. This is the question that I want us to, to push into. If you go to the next slide, you're going to see it's highlighted, this question. And I want us to repeat this question together. Are you ready? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Let's do that again. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? That's a great question. And it's a question posed by Jesus, not just to his audience back at the time in which he's sharing this, but it's a question that is relevant for us today. It's a question that I want to press into here for the next seven hours. <laughs> One person got that. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you. As has already been shared and has already been prayed, we acknowledge you as the one that uh, is in charge of this service, the one that is being uh, lifted up, the one that is, we are drawing our attention to. And I'm praying, God, that you would help me in my weakness to be strong. God, I pray that you help me to communicate your truths. And uh, just from the response from the first two services, it just seems like a topic uh, that more of us need to, to pay attention to than probably less of us. God, um, thank you. Do your thing as you already have. In the powerful name of Jesus. And all God's people said? Amen. Amen. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Uh, the problem. The problem. And the answer to that problem is this. Um, the problem is worry. According to this passage, Jesus tells us not to worry. Now, I know many of you are already cashing out your brains going, whew, I don't have to deal with this one, right? But I wish so-and-so was here. Or some of you have already thrown the elbow. 
You know what I'm talking about? That elbow, the person next to you, it's like, you need to be paying attention. I had uh, the privilege of performing a wedding uh, this weekend down in San Diego uh, last night. And um, I was sharing with the couple some thoughts before everybody about marriage. And, and I had said something about a characteristic that was important in marriage. And I kid you not, this guy just about threw up in his lap because his wife elbowed him so hard. And I could like totally see it and everyone around it. And she just like looking at him like, you listen to this, buddy. <laughs> well, he clearly informed me after the fact that uh, he knew I had seen that and that she needed an elbow too. So um, here's the reality. We're not elbowing anybody, but I think this is a topic that would resonate with many of us, if not all of us. Webster's defines worry this way. To allow, to allow, right there's a kind of a, just a, a truth, to allow, because it's on us. To allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. Worry is to allow one's mind to dwell on difficulties or troubles. Um, it's, a, it's to fret, it's to agonize, it, it, it means to um, Overthink, not that we would have any overthinkers here in this room. Uh, it means to be anxious. And this, this worry, this anxiety, this stress, this overthinking leads to things like panic, panic attacks. It leads to stress. It leads to loss of sleep. It leads to health issues. It leads to just being not productive. And I could just spend probably another 10 minutes sharing some of the negative effects of what uh, worry does in our lives. But one of the things, I'm a visual person, so I, I kind of think of my heart. And if I were to open up my heart, and you could think uh, about this for you, if you were to open up your heart, um, worry is really packing your heart. It's filling your heart. It's stuffing your heart with the how wills and the what ifs. Worry is stuffing and filling your heart with the how wills, like how will I do this? How will this happen? How will, or the what ifs, what if dot, 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 what if dot, dot, dot. This is what worry looks like. And this is why worry is a problem. Now here, here's what I, you know, worry's not a disease, but it causes diseases. Uh, if you look into the Greek, the word can mean uh, to divide. And it can mean to divide the mind where, where half your mind is on today and half your mind is on tomorrow. An author and a preacher that I look up to, Max Licato, says this. He says, half-minded living is not living. Half-minded living is not living. And I would have to ask the question of myself, and I would have to have, ask you, have to ask you to ask the question of yourself, am, am I... Am I struggling with this thing called worry? And Jesus, right out the gate, we saw Matthew chapter six says, what about worry? He says, don't do it. Don't worry. I've got it all taken care of. You, you know, the birds, they're, they're not stressed out. You see the flowers, the plants, they're not stressed out. If God takes care of those, aren't you more valuable than them? Isn't he gonna take care of you? And I wanna say, yes, God, but... One stressed out secretary told her boss, when this rush is over, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. I've earned it. I deserve it. And nobody's going to take it from me. 
And sometimes with this topic of worry, that's kind of what we do, don't we? We dwell in it. We sit in it. We, we actually find enjoyment in it in a sick kind of way. And I would just ask the question of myself and you, why do we do this? If worry is so unhealthy, why do I allow it such a big place in my life? Why do we allow it such a big place in our lives? Another Christian author and preacher that I I really love is Chuck Swindell. Uh, That's not new news to many of you. Uh, He wrote this, I have never seen a gravestone that reads, he died of worry. But some of them ought to read that way. How many illnesses are directly connected with our worries, our anxieties, trying to take the responsibility that was designed for God to handle? If you can't handle it, why are you trying to handle it? If you can't change it, why are you worrying about it? But we do, don't we? He says, in fact, I have a friend who worries when she doesn't have something to worry about. Do you know anyone like that? No elbows. Um, I love my mom to death and I still wish she was here on this earth, but that was my mom. I used to tell her that. I'm like, mom, if everything was great, you'd find something to worry about. Oftentimes it was my sister who's crazy. Um, Just kidding. It says she has the security in this worrying. I, I think she keeps a mental list of those reserved areas. And then when she runs out of the conscious ones, she draws on the unconscious ones. And she just brings them on just like ammunition in a machine gun just to fire them into her life. Corey Tambum says this, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows. It empties today of its strengths. Did you catch that? Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but it empties today of its strengths. This is why worry is the problem. Um, It's not new. Um, I'm sure it's been around a long time. I had some fun in my office when I was writing this sermon. Uh, sometimes I just got to do this, you know, my door's closed and I just start laughing because I, I, I thought, how long has worry been around? And I'm like, what if, it, what if it goes all the way back to Adam and Eve? What if, can you picture this? And again, don't fact check me, don't Google, don't send me texts. This is just me imagining. There's no documentation for most of what I'm going to say. But Adam, he's sitting there going, man, everything was fine. And then there's this woman. I'm not picking on women here. I'm just picking on Adam because maybe he's staying up at night going, I don't know how to deal with her. I I don't know how I'm going to do this. She wants to talk. I don't. She wants to eat. I know it's wrong. (laughs) Little Bible inside joke there. But can you imagine Adam worrying? Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he did. Uh, Think about Noah. Can you imagine God saying to Noah, okay, I know it hasn't rained for a long time, but I'm going to send this flood. It's going to wipe out the earth. What I need you to do is I need you to build this really big boat. And I'm going to give you some wood and I'm going to give you some dimensions. You're going to big this thing. You're going to build this thing. You're going to put some family in there. You're going to put these these, 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 um, animals in there and everything's going to be good. And I I can imagine Noah during this process, maybe it's in the morning, maybe it's night, maybe it's in the afternoon going, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. What if? Can you imagine all the what ifs that could have happened in building this ark? 
Could you imagine all the what ifs when people were walking by going, what are you smoking, Noah? Are you crazy? What are you doing? But this is what, this is maybe some of the what ifs that were happening. I, I, I think about, I think about Moses. You know, Moses is just stuttering. Ah, I can't do this. You want me to lead the people out of Israel? Uh, all, you, know, all, you want me to, you know, free the, all this, you know, all the what if. But he does it. And then finally he's, he's, he's out there and, and, and he's set his people free and he's, he's, he's headed on out. And all of a sudden he gets to the Red Sea. Can you imagine all the what ifs that were going through his head when he looked back and all those people that he just ticked off are right on his tail? God, how am I going to do this? How is this going to happen? What if, what if, what if? And what if they all turn on me? What if they kill me? And what if, what if, what? All that. I would imagine that worry goes back a long, long way. Abraham taking his son up to offer him as a sacrifice. I can imagine all the what ifs. You see, to me, I'm a, I'm a visual guy. I, when I think of worry, I, I think back in the day, and I don't even know, no one's even answered this question the first two services, but do people still have hamsters as pets? Okay, all right, good. Um, so, so, so back in the day, I remember, and there was commercials, right? You get the hamster, and that was a big furry thing like this, and then you got this little plastic container. How mean are we? You know, so we put this little container, and then we think we're going to uh, entertain ourselves, and we put a little wheel in the center, right? And remember the tubes, the little obstacle things, you know, if you had the bigger one? But you always had this wheel in the center. So picture this little, this little, this little hamster on this wheel, and, and it's just it's just doing every, how am I doing? Is, am I looking like a hamster? Okay, so it's just doing this, right? And it's going and it's going and it's going. Where is it going? It's going nowhere. But, but that wheel is spinning, isn't it? And, and when I think of worry, that's exactly what I think of. I think of our mind just spinning. I just feel like we're that little hamster in our little brain and all we're doing is what if and how will and what if and how will and what if and what if and what if and we're just spinning and spinning and spinning and going nowhere. But it's killing us. Why? Because worry is all about ourselves. Let's just be honest. It's all, no, 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 I'm worried about my children if they're gonna make itself. No, you're worried about yourself. No, I'm worried about, no, it all comes down to self. And we can put all beautiful things on it. And I want to do a little bonus sermon. It's just real quick bonus sermon because it's a full sermon that would have to be preached. And those of you that grew up in our college ministry, we talked about this many, many times uh, 30 years ago. But, but there is a big difference between worry and concern. Because one of my worries would be, no, not one of my worries. One of my concerns would be is that you feel like I just gave you a ticket to be lazy. You're like, pastor said, don't worry. So I'm just going to not worry. So like I told the morning service, you just leave church and you just go sit on that lounge chair and you watch all the football you want. You drink all the Arnold Palmers you want. Don't worry about the fact that you got work tomorrow or homework or school tomorrow. Don't worry about the bills. Don't worry about you, the fact that you need to eat. Just don't worry about nothing. You just sit there and wait for Jesus to provide everything. (laughs) This is not what I'm preaching. This is not what God's word says. We're not giving you a permission to be lazy. That's just called being stupid stupid. Sorry, but that's what it is. (laughs) Concern does something. Worry sits there, concern acts. 
so let me give you an example of, of what the difference is. So, so let's just say I, I'm going to college and I've got a big exam tomorrow and I'm not prepared for it. And I could sit there and just go, oh my gosh, what, what if I wake up, you know, in the morning and I don't know this information? And what if I fail the test? And what if that happens and then I have to take it over again and I lose all that money? And what if this and what if? And we just go, what if, 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 what if? That's just sitting there spinning on the wheel. Concern says, I got a test tomorrow. You get your rear end off the couch and you go grab the book and you stick your nose in there and you study. Because you have the ability to do something about it. Is this making sense? One leans into God, the other leans into self. One leans into stuff and one leans into enough. One leans into doubt. And one leans into faith. Worry is just not a healthy thing for any of us. But I think many of us understand it wants to sit there in our heart. You know the story of Mary and Martha? Jesus is going to show up to their house. They're so excited. Can you imagine if you got this information that Jesus is coming to your house? And so they're getting the house all ready and all tidy and they're doing the, the cleaning. And all of a sudden Jesus shows up and Mary sees him and she goes running to him and she goes and sits at his feet and just, just, just hangs out with Jesus. Meanwhile, Martha's still in there scrubbing the dishes. She's, she's still shining the china. You know, she's, she's still vacuuming the, dusty floors. Maybe some exaggeration there. But Martha's working hard and finally Martha looks over and she sees her sister sitting at the feet of Jesus and she's irate. She's ticked off. The, the veins in her neck are popping out. She's like, I can't believe my sister. How could she be doing that? Jesus and we got is here and we got all this stuff to do and we got clean. And, da, 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 da. and then you look at Luke chapter 10 and Luke chapter 10 says what? Luke chapter 10, Jesus sees all this going on because he's Jesus. He knows what's happening. Luke chapter 10, verse 41, it says, Jesus says this, Martha, Martha, you are worried. You are what? He calls it out. He sees worry in Martha's life. Don't, don't you think that he doesn't see worry in our life? You are worried and upset about many things because that's what worry does, right? It upsets us. You're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will, be, and it will not be taken away from her. Jesus is calling out worry in Martha's life. And he's calling out worry in our life. If you go back to our text in Matthew chapter six, Jesus goes on to talk about this topic in verse 28 of chapter six of Matthew. And why do you worry about the clothes? Uh, about the clothes? See, see how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor dressed one like those. In verse 30, if that is how God clothes the grasses, uh, grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown in the fire, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. So do not worry saying, what shall I eat? What shall I drink or what shall we wear for the pagans run around after these things and then you go to verse 33 but seek and here's the answer if the if the problem is worry then the solution 
is found right here. But seek his kingdom. Who's his? God's kingdom. But seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for worry, um, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen? Each day has enough trouble of its own. The solution to worry is getting our eyes off of ourselves and getting them back up onto God. Because here's the, the truth. You can't fix your relationships, but God can. You can't fix your finances, but God can, partnering with you. You can't fix your worries about tomorrow or your past. God can. You keep filling in those blanks. I'm just going to tell you, knowing just the little bit I know about some of your stories and what you're facing right here, and you put that in the context of the 600 people that will be here today, it is crazy the stuff that we are facing, the crazy that stuff that you are facing. And I want to tell you this, not because, because I'm all that, because God is all that. He says, stop worrying about it. You're like a hamster and you're overthinking it and you're just spinning and just spinning and you're concerned about the what ifs and the how wills. And what you need to be concerned with is just looking at me. Amen. Just looking, just looking at me. We got this. If I care about birds and I take care of the birds and the flowers and the fields, don't you think I care about you more? And this is why with Hebrews chapter four, verse 16, Hebrews chapter four, verse 16, I love this passage. It's a great passage that we could live out. It says this, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Church, if you're anything like me, I think a topic like this is easier said than done. Um, not, not proud to share this, but I'm gonna share it and um, it is what it is. Um, I'm sure most of you would have responded uh, with greater faith. But um, as I shared with you a few weeks ago, I went to um, the Big Island with my uncle and my older son, who will, will be married two weeks from today with his uh, beautiful fiance, my soon-to-be daughter-in-law. Um, but uh, so we're over at the island, uh, the Big Island, never been there, enjoyed a great time with him. And my uncle, um, they came back to Los Angeles. I flew over to um, Oahu. Uh, nearby island, about 45 minute flight. And uh, I was going to do some uh, work with a church there. And then I was going to be preaching at a church. And then I was going to be going to the board meeting for South Seas Ministries. And um, so uh, get there Sunday night, uh, just have a good time resting, hanging out on Monday. And then all the meetings are going to start uh, Tuesday and on. So um, Tuesday night, uh, I took my, <laughs> I'm a big boy now, I took my very first Uber ride by myself. <laughs> I know, just check that one off. I didn't realize how easy it was and cheap. Um, it's the way to go. I'm not getting paid for saying that. But um, so, so I get in this, 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 this vehicle and he's going to take me to uh, friends of mine that go to, um, to Samoa. Dr. Brad and his family are going to have me for dinner. And so they live up on a hill that overlooks Diamond Head and, and the ocean. It's beautiful. But the Uber driver's like, so you heard about the hurricane? And I'm like, well, kind of. I mean, the day I left um, the big island, they said there was a hurricane coming. But, you know, whatever. You know, I didn't think much about it. 
And he goes, um, well, it's pretty serious. And I'm like, well, like, what do you mean? He goes, like, I just spent an hour and a half in line to get gas at Sam's Club because everybody on the island's been told to fill up their car with gas. Now, in hindsight, I thought, that's kind of silly because you guys are all on an island. But um, anyways, um, he goes, <laughs> he goes uh, I'm prepared for the hurricane. I said, yeah. He goes, I got my, my car feel, filled with um, gas. And he goes, I got a case of water and a case of beer. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you're going to ride this hurricane in. So, um, so he drops me off at Dr. Brad's and I get there and I'm thinking everything's going to be normal. But soon I find out Dr. Brad has boarded up um, the bottom uh, windows. And I'm like, this is serious. And then there's this big stack of all this uh, water. And then he bought all these um, cans of food. And then he, he started because um, he had to work because he's a doctor the next day. And that's when it was supposed to hit was in the next few days. And he's telling his wife all these things that, he, that she needs to get ready and prepared for. And I'm like, this is serious. And he's like, yeah. He goes, it's a category five, 170 miles per hour. Uh, there's only been five recorded in the Pacific Ocean. And usually they hit the big island, but this is going around the big island. And it's the center of it is Waikiki, Honolulu. I'm like, Waikiki, Honolulu, like right where my bedroom is, Waikiki, Honolulu, on, you know, yeah. So I'm on the 20th floor, and, and he goes, I said, am I good there? And, and he goes, well, you know, this and that. And then I'm thinking, I've got to be better there than on a hillside with, you know, 50 inches of rain coming down and wind. So I didn't say that out loud. He goes, you better spend the night here. And so I'm like, all right, I'll spend the night here. So I spent the night there. He dropped me off really early in the morning at my hotel. And um, then, then it just started to sit in because if you turn on the news in Hawaii, it was just like all Waikiki is going to be gone, you know. And at the time, you don't know what's true and what's not. And so I'm freaking out. At first, I was like, whatever. But then I started, you know, here's my issue. If I'm alone long enough with myself, it's a bad thing. Why do you laugh? <laughs> you, so... So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, this my, I'm just sharing weak moment. I, I was already just kind of struggling. And so then you put this in it. And then every time you turn on the TV, they keep showing the dot. Like hurricanes are a couple hundred miles wide, but this was the center of it was going to hit. And so all of a sudden you start seeing um, uh, storefronts being boarded up. Uh, I think it was um, all the meetings are being canceled. The local people that I'm supposed to be meeting with aren't wanting to drive. And I'm like, this is real. And then every, uh, every um, about eight hours, I'm getting a notice under my um, door that's giving all the updates and what I need to do. And, and then one time uh, I went to, to go get some water. I thought, I got to stock up. So I'm in the ABC, which would be like a 7-Eleven glorified. And um, I'm in there. What, what, what would you get? I mean, if you think everything's going to hit and you need to survive for a while, so this is what I did. After about 20 minutes of just walking aimlessly around the place, I ended up with um, water, ja um, string cheese, and granola. That was what was going to take me through all this. And, uh, and so... You know, it's really funny. No, I'm not even going to tell you. It's, it's whacked out. But so, 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 so there I am. Now, now it's Thursday. It's closing in. 
all of Waikiki, a majority of Waikiki shut down now. And you're talking four o'clock in the afternoon. This just doesn't happen. All the stores, all the restaurants, everything. People are now freaking out because they're all tourists like me. They're trying to find water. They're trying to this. I already socked up, right? It's Thursday night, and I decided I can't listen to any more TV on this stuff. So, um, you know, of course, I went to the Food Channel, right? And in case I survive, I'm going to do the right DDD thing, you know, the right food, you know, diners, dashes, all that thing. So here's how whacked I got. I come to my hotel. They've taken all the, the, the patio furniture and put it in my room. I'm like, this is getting real, real. And I filled, <laughs> I filled up my bathtub with water. Like, why? Because I started, my, MacGyver started coming in my mind. I'm like, what would Jason Strauss do, you know? Um, so I'm thinking, you know, the five bottles of water um, that uh, I got was probably not going to last as much as they said. So they say that tap water in Hawaii is good. So I got a whole bathtub filled. Now, if you know me well enough, that's disgusting, right? But I figured, you know, if it got desperate enough, <laughs> we were going to go there. Why, why I share all this is um, I was that hamster with the wheel spinning. I had a Bible at the desk. I wrote a sermon during all this to preach at a church. But I wasn't leaning into God. I was leaning into fear. Um, If I'm really honest, I didn't share this with the other services. I was just lonely. I was incredibly lonely. Like no one cares and I'm going to die and whatever. So I, 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 I do what you always do with a hurricane warning. I decided I can't stay in this room anymore. So I left and I w- took a walk on the beach. Um, <laughs> I've got video. I've got video of all the police cars and all the fire uh, trucks and all the paramedics and the lifeguards going down the boulevard saying, if you're walking on the streets, you need to get back to your hotels and da, 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 da. So I'm walking the opposite of downtown to a place where towards the zoo and the aquarium, it's just towards nothing. And the water, there's usually not waves of Waikiki. It's just pounding against the walls and splashing. And I, I'm just walking and whatever. And one hits so hard and the water just splashes on top of me. And it was like, I can remember as if it was uh, yesterday. It was at that moment where I realized, Denton, you gotta just trust God and stop being a pansy. You need to practice what you preach. And you've let your mind become an enemy. And in that moment, I found great peace. The storm was coming in stronger. The waves were hitting harder. The wind was blowing. And yet, I didn't give a rip about nothing. Because whether I lived or died, it didn't matter. God had my back. And all that worry was what was going to kill me, not the hurricane. By the way, a sheer wind came, chopped off the top of that thing, knocked it down to a four, knocked it down to a three, knocked it down to a two, knocked it down to a one, and it ended up becoming a tropical storm. And I ended up with a lot of water and granola (laughs) that I left the maid. (laughs) Church, what is that thing that's happening in your life right now that perhaps you're giving all the attention to? 
that you're trying to figure out, that you're allowing to run through your mind when God is saying this. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. Worry is a waste. One of the sentences that I wrote down in my office that I've been able to grow up a hold of with this message is this. If you are always living for tomorrow, then you will never be living for today. If you are always living for tomorrow, you will never live for today. For my young friends here, all the way to my older friends that get discounts at Denny's. This is a life hack that could change everything for you. Worry is a waste. Lean into God today. Live today. Enjoy today. Lean into God. Father in heaven, thank you. I'm sorry for even in my own life where I allow the things of this world to grab my heart instead of you. I allow fear to take over my life instead of you. But God, thank you for walks along the beach, in my case, that remind me of what is really important. God, thank you for having my back. Thank you for having our backs. I'm praying for my friends out there. We wish that opening up a can of tuna was our biggest problem. But God, we've got some big things that face us. But we know that you're bigger. I pray for each and every one of my friends that this truth would be planted in their hearts, that this truth would be embedded and lived out. In the powerful name of Jesus, all God's people said. You can watch our sermons and announcements on our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at WVCCH. If you'd like more information about our church or services, please visit our website, WVCCH.org. Thank you for listening. You forget all my rebellions that you've always shown.